That was lovely. Was that okay for you, for your little program? <laughs> so, you did so well, and then you were just brutally condescending at the end. Hello, Mark Steadman here, and you are very welcome to List Envy. This is the podcast in which I collaborate with a guest, and together we build a top five list on a topic that they choose. Now, today's guest is uh, is a person with whom I go... Um, if not way back, then uh, certainly um, uh, an amount back, um, a decade back-ish. Uh, this is John Hickman. And uh, so John and I co-host a show called Thread, which you can find at thread.fm. And also uh, link, uh, a link is in the show notes. Uh, and also uh, he was my um, collaborator on the erstwhile Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy podcast, Beware of the Leopard, which you can find at btlpodcast.com or uh, linked in the show notes. And he also... Um, is the co-host of the uh, running fitness and tech podcast, You Don't Look Like a Runner. He is a man with many projects uh, and many strings to his bow um, and uh, a man with good media studies opinions because we both did media studies and he taught media studies for a bit, but he didn't teach me, even though we were at the same university. So this is John Hickman and um, the topic that we chose is things that we are leaving behind. So these are sort of cultural artefacts that we're now saying, you know what? I'm 30 or 40. Um, I don't need these things anymore. Uh, I'm I'm leaving them for anyone else. If like if you want them, that's fine. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying, yeah, I think I'm done with them now. Don't think I need them anymore. And so that is the topic uh, with which we begin today's list envy. Uh, and I'll be back with you a little bit later uh, to uh, just counsel you through it because um, it's going to be a long one. I was with someone today who I think uh, pronounced cocaine in the way that you do. Cool. I never, I never followed it up, but I meant to. It was, it was, it sort of pinged off my brain. I was like, I should, I should, I should follow back because I think, I think this like, that's an important sidebar there. Yeah. We need to loop back. Pretty to that. sure you just said. So cocaine. about the cocaine, yeah. I will put it to you, John. That um, if someone tells me uh, about a, a character in a book that is a baby and they've called the baby Mark, what do you think I'm going to do? Uh, I'm um, I'm confused by the syntax here because it started off that you were going to make a statement and then it became a question. So I'm hmm. just running back through it. Put yourself in my shoes. Um, someone's told you uh, about a book character that is um, uh, that is a baby, a baby. right? And the people what had the baby called the baby Mark. They called the baby right. Mark. They called the baby Mark. Do 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 exactly exactly. Great, okay. Okay, I, no, that's good. I, I thought it was something to do with it being your name, and and I was going, "Are you offended by babies called Mark?" No. I don't oh know. wow. Do um so um is your name is your name current? I mean, perhaps it's coming around again because this was the the, the new Mark uh, Mark mm, Margaret Atwood mm, Margaret Atwood book Mark Mark Markwood Markwood Mark, at Mark, at, Mark, at bo- Margaret bo- box Atwood Margaret Atwood, Atwood book right. Right. Um, Margaret Atwood book. It was her book that uh, had had this new character in uh, called Mark. I'm reading it. How woke's that? Well, well yeah. super woke. Do, 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 do. That kind of leads us to a question about pro- problematicism. Problem, problem, okay. problematism, problematism, pro- problematism, problematism, Problematization, problematization, yeah. It's when a load of actors get in a room and they workshop the problem. Yeah. Um, And whether the discussion we're going to have is one of labelling things, are we putting these things behind us 
because they're problematic. Now, one or two of the things I'm putting behind me are problematic, but they are not the reasons for which I am putting them behind me. And I'm interested in that conversation. I've got a, so, so I've got a, I've got a specific thing which um, which intersects with cancel culture. Ah, lovely. Where I'm going to bring, where I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to get into all of that. And where do we stand on? Because mm. I have opinions about this, and and um, I think when we're when we're talking about the things we we leave behind, the things that we perhaps enjoyed in our youth or or you know um, adolescence or whatever, um, there is a and it's more and more and more, and I, I see it more in the company that I continue to keep of judging past works by today's standards, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that's a dangerous road for us to go down. I, I think uh, the answer to that question as to where we stand on that is stand in the place where you live. Now face north, think about the direction and wonder why you haven't before. All right, then. Well, why don't you give me your number one thing that you uh, are leaving behind? Okay, th- this is the the order I've got here. I'm going to need to workshop the actual ordinal sequence with you later. This is just the first one on my on my piece of paper. That's that's fine. That's fine. Um, Kevin Smith movies. Mm-hmm. They're they're the they're the first thing that I want to leave behind, and it's 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 a hard one. And um, I I have literally done a physical real world piece of work on this today, Mark. Oh, 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 um, I've, had, I've, had, I've had I've had my dining room decorated, Mark. Oh. And um, I had some I, I had some bookcases built as part of this process, and. Uh, Everything on the bookcase, everything on the old shelves came down, got put in a box, and new built-in bookcases got built, and the room got decorated, and then today I opened the box, and I had my hands on my Morats DVD, and I had to ask myself if it sparked joy. Oh, oh no. I mean, I didn't, I didn't do that. No, no, because you're not a lunatic. Didn't do those words. <laughs> You didn't thank you didn't give, give it a little kiss and thank I might have made up the little kiss thing. Um I think I think now in my personal canon you give every object a little kiss, but I don't think that's actually what Marie Kondo recommends. Mark Stedman there just uh, claiming to have invented the kiss. So <laughs> that's <laughs> Um Yeah, no, so I, I had I did have to confront the idea of like, oh, when am I gonna watch this? Mm-hmm. Um, and not only when am I going to watch it, but but if I do decide to want to watch it, it's going to be it's going to be on a service I've already got. Yeah. So I don't need it. I don't need it there. But my my main thing with 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 Kevin Smith, and this was kind of my entry point to this idea of this of this um, list process with you. My my entry point to this was the advert for the new Jay and Silent Bob film because I watched it and I was like, well, that's not for me. <laughs> That's there's nothing there for me. Now I thought I was the audience for a um, Kevin Smith film, certainly a Kevin Smith film incorporating the characters of the established Kevin Smith canon. Um, certainly anything involving the sort of a Jersey trilogy type storyline of characters in that universe, and definitely something Jay and Silent Bob fronted. That should be in my wheelhouse. And I said, like, oh, no. I'm not doing that. And I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. Um, I think it's interesting, though, because it should be for you. Mm. Because, and, 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 me, and me also. Well, who's it for if it's not for me? That's, yes, exactly. That's now, I, I, I've, I've come, something I've come to realise, re, re, realise, something I've come to realise about you um, 
Yes. Is that you are a man who I consider to have... So lots of us are still trying to play the game of life um, and <laughs> win it uh, and beat okay. beat our bosses and stuff. And you're basically onto the DLC. Oh. Yeah, like you. you've, you've done all the levels and now like there's the occasional bit of jeopardy, but you're basically like you're, you're on the downloadable content, you're on the extra, extra bits. Um, and so I think it's probably for people who have still yet to fight their final boss battle and that might not be an age thing, that might just be a where they are in life thing. Um, and I think I'm someone, I've still got my final boss battle, but I've picked up quite a bit of XP. Yeah. And, ah, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, it's the juice isn't worth the squeeze anymore. Mm. So I think it is, it is for our age groups, but not specifically for us because to differing degrees, we've, we've kind of moved on a little bit. Yeah. And, and. So Kevin Smith's a strange fellow because there is a level on which he operates where he is both an intelligent man and an emotionally intelligent man and quite wise. And he's got things that are worth listening to. But he's not able to stop being 18 Mm -hmm. in in a lot of other things. And, And he's obviously able to make money out of that aspect of his of his character but um i think i I think i've mentioned this one this one before this is kind of it's like the offspring thing and i think i think you've corrected me on this but i still hope that this is true that um offspring seem to have kind of moved in the opposite direction to me Mm. in that as i've got older they've got younger and sillier I don't know that I I would have corrected you on that because I feel like oh, I agree. Did. Yeah, I no, I feel like that's something. Mm. I I feel like I, I sort of brought that up a little bit on a previous list envy, um, ah, talking okay. about pop punk in that they they kind of went a bit more yeah well silly they went a bit more cartoonish um, and um, a little bit of self parody to a de- to a degree but also just making slightly silly songs now even. Um, uh, who are the people who do the I'm not okay? That that's the really good band. Welcome to the Black Parade. Them them okay. people, right? Them people. All right. That's not the band, but that's the name of the album. Um, it will come to me. And 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 li- the listener, I'm sorry. I know you are screaming into your device, and, and I apologise. Um, I can tell you now. Oh, please do. <laughs> Mike Thank you. Oh God. So even they went a little bit. You know, a song like Teenagers is kind of you know uh, a bit of a, a bit of a parody of what it is. But yeah, offspring. I think mm. yes, and we'll get onto music and growing up. Um, yeah, I've got a lot. I've got a lot. A lot of material on that. So yeah, I mean, like the reason why it kind of it it knocked me a little bit when I realised that this movie's been made and that it's not for me is because there was a period in time where a new Kevin Smith film would be like, that's brilliant, that's out, that's good. I'm going to go and do that. Yeah, that's banked. And, I'm, I'm obviously seeing that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, why would I not go and see a new Kevin Smith film? It's it's the obvious move for for, for me for me to make. And now um, this is a this is a little bit like um, an old man trying to encourage you to indulge in his nostalgia about weird esoteric things that he did <laughs> um, fifty years before you were born that you can't even begin to fathom. But to give you a sense of how, of how much I invested in Kevin Smith's films as a younger man, um, 
the first time I watched it, a friend of mine went, oh, we've, we've got this, my brother got this film out and we're going to watch it. Come, come over. I've seen it and it's really good. I think everyone will like it. And so we all went around to this, this guy's house where they had clerks on rental, right? And it was like, this is amazing. This is fantastic. And it was at a point where we were all sort of trying to make, do little film projects ourselves anyway. So it was quite inspirational to see somebody just kind of, you know, making something and then it getting seen and then getting a job off of it. Like that was hugely inspirational, but there was something about the kind of characters that we could all relate to, that we could engage with. And I loved it and I wanted to watch it some more. And, um, on the little island where I grew up, there were only a couple of video shops and nobody had it. And so I had to bloody mail order the thing in uh, and get it like imported into the island for me um, by going to none of the high street places would do it. But this one place that had um, that just sold TVs, they had access to like a, a list of videos. And, oh, yeah, we got it here. And so I had to put this special order through and wait like four weeks or something for it to come and like i didn't do that for anything else that i can think of there was no, there was nothing else that was outside of being able to get on a small high street that i put in put in the miles for um to get and then when i got it i wished it loads and when i got more rats out of the video shop i pirated it and i um i had a video capture card for my mac and so, like, I mean, this isn't, this isn't like kind of fan art, fan creation in the kind of like most pure sense. But when we had to kind of cover folders and stuff at, at school, I used to make what would now be considered like memes, which aren't memes because the, a meme isn't just a picture with some text on it, a meme is something else. But I was taking screen caps and making my own little um, pictures with lines of film on them, little, little images. I can't think macros image macros i was making my own image macros off of like my favorite bits of more rats and pasting them all over my school books and i i've somehow gone on a continuum from working really 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 hard to obtain a piece of this world and then making that a piece of my world through kind of creation to no no that's not I don't know what that is. You can take it away, <laughs> and 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 I don't need it. So the first of these these things that I just want to kind of say, like, um, it's okay. I'm I don't I'm not criticizing it, but no thanks. Enough pig. <laughs> what off you go? What was the the last film? What, so what was the the um the sort of stepping off point for you? I watched Second Mary. Mm-hmm. Um. And 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 that that's the thing that happened in my life. Okay, so we're putting that into um into into room no. Um, yeah, and 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 just, and just to sort of clarify, like I, I'm not embarrassed about having enjoyed the, those those films that I enjoyed along the way either. So the 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 thing for this for me really is just kind of just allow just permitting myself to stop caring about what happens next. That's that's really where I'm going with this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my my number one, um, and and people will already laugh at me anyway, just because a it's a dumb name, but also, I mean, 
people would think, well, you should have discarded this a long time ago. And I did. Uh, and, I, and I can almost remember the day when I jumped off the train. But the train that I'm talking about is the band Some. Smash Mouth. <laughs> so I got into Smash Mouth um, in the late 90s. Um, which is when mm-hmm. we did. Although, like... But, but, I mean, that's when that happened, Yeah, right? well, Slightly Cooler People were in with the Fushu Mang album, which um, had Walking uh, on the Sun. Oh, right. Was that what was which that was, was, was then? Okay. Yeah, possibly. Um, so they, they started as basically a ska punk band mm-hmm. um, with some of their influences, because the, the Steve, the singer, singer, um, used to be a rapist, a rapper. I'm, 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 uh, make that clear, a rapper. Um, and... He he. So they they used to knock around with No Doubt, and No Doubt started as a ska punk band as well. They did, uh, and so there's this sort of um, that yeah, uh, uh, and so there, there's quite a lot of songs on on Fushu Mang and the there's a studio sessions album my friend um, bought me, um, which which is even even earlier, uh, and so there's that, that that kind of feel is in there. But Walking on the Sun was the first one that that had a very different kind of sound, and then the next album came along, which was Astro Lounge, and that was the one that had Sam and. Um, it got used in Shrek and in, uh, I think I'd heard about it in that film with Ben Stiller and Eddie Izzard in a silent role. It was all about superhero, weird superheroes. Um, oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, they did the the, the promo video for um, that that song was The Mystery Man. Yep, it was Mystery Man. Um, Best thing about the film, I actually didn't enjoy the film. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and, 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 and that song made it to a lot of places. Uh, it was the opening song to Shrek. And uh, when they remade It's a Mad, 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 Mad World as uh, something Dash, I think, Mad Dash or something, um, with John Cleese and Rowan Atkinson and, and lots of American actors, uh, for some reason, um, they turn up at the end of the race and Smash Mouth are playing. <laughs> um, and... They were... So they loomed large in, in my fandom. Um, me and my friend were... were um, had uh, we were we were pre-booking tickets to to see them live in Birmingham, but they ended up having to cancel because they just didn't have uh, enough uh, of a fan base here. Um, so Astro Lounge came out, enjoyed that a lot. Um, probably pirated it uh, as I did with a lot of my favourite bands at the time. And then the next album was was it Smash Mouth? I think it was called Smash Mouth. Uh, was the next one. Um, and then after that was. Get the picture, which came out while I was at in my last year ish at uni, and these all had good songs on them. Um, very enjoyable. Um, and then an album came out a few years after that, which might be called Summer Girl. And I was in my flat, and I put the album on, and I went, "No, it's." They, and it was the first time I was like, wow, they haven't changed. They are the same band. And I kind, I kind of can't fault them for that. Mm-hmm. But that that doesn't... Like, the old albums will still give me something. And part of that is nostalgia. Part of this is I, I enjoyed the jams. But I, and, and I think a lot of that is nostalgia. Because mm. if, I, if I think they're basically the same songs now, yeah. but it no longer rings true. 
Um, it just it just doesn't work. And and one or two of them were it felt quite cynical. Um, there was a sort of a superhero-y themed song, which which really felt like a bid to be. I don't think I don't know if bands really think about this. Like I, I'm sure I'm sure there's plenty of authors who write books because they think they'll be made into films. Um, right, but not yeah, definitely. I mean, if you if you've read the follow up um, to Ready Player One, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, the yeah. Ernest, the Ernest Klein book. I mean, he says in the he says in the intro to it. Oh yeah, as I was writing this, like it got optioned already, and, and you're like, what? yeah, because it's last Starfighter. And, and, yeah, it's last Starfighter, and, and and it just it just reads like the movie treatment. Yeah, and it's it's not a great book because of it, and it's a shame actually. Yeah, well, um, I always forget uh, Robert Harris. It's not Robert Harris, is it? The uh... yeah, the the up Pompeii guy. <laughs> Uh, the the author of uh, of the Hannibal Lecter books. of the Hannibals, yeah, he, and he did Pompeii. Didn't oh, he? I don't know. Sorry, I, I don't know. Uh, that, um, yeah, that was that was a joke, but with a that was a good joke. Um, I'm yeah, sorry, Enigma. Yeah, he did Enigma. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, he and he he effectively wrote like Hannibal Rising and, and possibly another one. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think almost as novelizations of the film he was already sort of writing. So yeah, um, yeah. And it kind of felt like, oh wow, you you want this to be in the next Incredibles film? That's what this song is, um, and it just it, it it stopped ringing true, and I I I, I jumped off the train, and then uh, I think earlier this year mm-hmm. um, there was a or it was probably last year actually there was a like a twentieth anniversary yeah it probably was twentieth anniversary edition of Astro no a Fushu Mang that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an acoustic recording. They they did an acoustic recording of Fushu Mang. And John, um, all of the band members are playing acoustically. Mm-hmm. But but Steve from Smash Mouth, his voice is still auto-tuned. Because <laughs> he can't sing and he never could. So he was always oh. auto-tuned. But he always had an effect on his voice. It wasn't massively, it wasn't like a tea painting. It was like, oh, um, but he always had like a bit of an effect on his voice and they kept it on. Oh no. Yeah. And it feels really, it felt really, really bad. Like I remember, this is going to sound like, this doesn't make any sense, but I remember seeing a photo of a golden retriever who'd just been shaved. His head was massive. And his whole body was just like really skinny and and gaunt and and hairless, and it kind of felt like that. It's like you've got this sort of stripped down band, and then you've got this Sam guy with this like really affected voice at the top. It was really odd. Well done, that metaphor did land. Thanks, mate. Um, I was worried about where you were going, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> oh, so Smash man. Mouth. So somebody once told you, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, I, so I don't. I don't think I ever held. I don't think I ever held Smash Mouth in quite the same regard as you did. However, I did have Walking on the Sun as as a single, and I did used to like. I I would have that song on on repeat for a little bit because I'm I'm someone who can listen to the same song over mm-hmm. and over. Aka, I'm a terrible human. Um, it's it's a great tune. It is. Um, and and there's a few of those that are like, they're they're, they're just they're pretty pretty solid solid tunes. Um. And there's kind of a, some of them have a kind of a quality that like, when I say the word timeless, it, it sounds like I'm being like grandiose. And I just mean like, you can't necessarily nail it down. Um, I love, 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 love Edwin Collins. Um, it's his only song. Uh, Never known a girl like you before. Um, because it has that like elements of 60s, but also night like, and it's, it's really hard to pin down and I, I love it. Um, and yeah, it's like stuff like that works. So uh, yeah, Smash Mouth. Um 
You're going to... Uh, number two is going to be really controversial, my, my number two, so I'm, I'm really interested to, to hear what you say about that. But um, let me... Why don't you give, why don't you, uh, give me your number two? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna bounce around my list a little bit now because I want to kind of come in off some, mm. off some music stuff here. Now, for, for essentially the same reasons, but because I'm a little bit older than you, um, my equivalent was just blanket statement, hair metal bands. Oh, wow. Um... I think you know the same thing. Is like if, um, if if Motley Crue or Poison or someone like that put out another record today, I wouldn't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, Motley Crue sound like they were awful, 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 terrible shit. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I didn't see the recent documentary that came out, but they don't sound like they were nice mm. or good people. Um, I think it's probably fair, fairly evident at the time. Um, but you know, they had some great tunes. Um, don't need it anymore. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want want any of that. So that was my equivalent. But the, the list item I put down was hair metal bands and then I just put a slash there and I just put the pop charts. Yeah. Now I don't think the pop charts really exist the way that they did. I've been watching a bit of um eighties top of the pops kind of the year in review type programs. I'm not sure that it has that function regardless of the fact that Top of the Pops doesn't exist anymore. But just to think like I'm I'm okay now with not knowing What's number what one? Top 40 is. Mm. What the top 40 mm-hmm. is. That's fine. And I, I, I think, I, I wonder about how much of that is now is is broadcasters clinging on to to that because it, it, it couldn't be any less important in, in the world that we live in now with the way we consume music. Um, mm-hmm. It just, interests are so disparate. There isn't a um, pop diaspora, um, you know, there, there isn't a shared... Um, thing anymore because the culture that we want to consume is so readily available, which means that the stuff that it that, that used to be harder to find is on a level playing field with the stuff that is easy to find, and it's everything's sort of a flat structure now. So there's there's really no point to them, and I'm almost surprised when I hear a top forty count. I'm like, oh bless you guys, you still think that's the thing that matters? <laughs> oh okay. Well, cool. You told me what number one was, but in the news, like it was a thing. <laughs> you thought it was news, yeah. Um, I was. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think the last number one that I'm even aware of was "Killing in the Name of" as a mm. as a thing that because had that happened. was news. Yeah, Christmas number one. Even that stopped being news a couple of years ago because it was about the campaign. You know what it's turned to now? I think. Mm. I think the the sort of Simon Cowell had his had his bottom smacked I think by the general public mm-hmm. in the end who were like yeah okay Simon you've you're right well done you've had your bit now um, some of the older generation are going to start sort of uh, ha- having a word here um, but I think what's happened now is slightly more insipid is that it's the um, it's the encroachment of the John Lewis ads yeah I feel like they they are sort of number Christmas kind of number one fodder now. If not actually Christmas number one, and to go back to your Smash Mouth things, like those, those are very, very, very um, obviously cynically put together. Um, uh, as 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 the um, as the pop, pop idol X Factor winners songs always were, as very very excellently parodied by um, uh, Peter Kay in. Um, what I can't remember what the name of the the, the one episode got a one of shows. Brand new pop factor something. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like that. On ice, was, yeah, you know, it was 
he he absolutely nailed down what the beats of those winner's songs are with a song that was called winner's yeah. and it was the, the music was was written by Gary Barlow who so you know obviously knows knows from from that kind of um, that kind of tune but the the killing in the name of number 1 as a news story that was almost like the news story wasn't really killing in the name of his number 1 the killing story um, the news story then was that's finished then we 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 we've killed the pop charts now mm. Yeah, that it's now it's now a game. Story actually was. Yeah. yeah, this we have now completely gamified uh, the, the the pop charts. Absolutely, it's just an algorithm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think that's something that we kind of walk away from. We don't even have to put put down because it's sort of it's. I think it sort of slips away from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that kind of music just sort of gently fades away. To, you know, we're not here for you anymore. Goodbye forever. You're too old. You don't get it anymore, granddad. Like I, I kind of, you know, like it's not so much that we, we, we don't get to consciously uncouple from pop music. We don't get to to dump pop music. Pop music dumps us. Pop music is the one that ends the relationship with us. And it's like, now nah, don't call us. <laughs> pop music's Facebook status is, is complicated. At all yes, times. absolutely. Um. All right. Are you are you ready for my number two? I'm ready for you number okay. two. I'm dreading what you're going to say because you, you've you haven't given me any hints, but you've told me that there's going to be something. I think I think I might be dropping a bomb. You're dropping an A bomb on me. <sighs> Bill Hicks. Don't say Star Wars. Bill Hicks. Okay, I thought you were going to say Star Wars. No, 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 no. Um, I, I've, I've. I mean, up front, yeah. mate. I'm with it. Okay, I'll go with it. All right. It. Yep. So I'm into this. I am. Deeply um, pleased and feel privileged to have discovered Bill Hicks because it happened to me by accident. Um, so it was a dis- it was a genuine discovery. No one, um, no one presented. No Bill taste Hicks to maker me. brought you to him. Brought him to you. Pardon? You, you, no taste maker no, brought him to you. No, fully formed. So, so you didn't discover him in a countdown program. No. So in in brief, what what happened was. Um, I used to knock around, sit sit on, on my computer, just noodling around, doing stuff, whatever. In the in the late nineties, um, with with my little broadband connection there, and um, there used to be uh, an application that whipped the llama's ass um, called Winamp, and um, Winamp had had th- this offshoot uh, uh, called Shoutcast, which is a radio streaming uh, network, effectively like anyone could start a network, and um, the network that I would often be tuned into just had stand-up bits uh, just had stand-up albums and that's all they played oh wow and i so i i heard dave Chappelle. um i heard that guy i uh, uh his name oh jeff foxworthy um who is famous in america as being the guy whose bit is if you such and such then you might be a redneck that was his his famous closing bit, um, and and there was some other stuff. There was I think there were. What is it with all the rednecks, Mark? What is it? What is it? What is the deal? Um, what is the and deal? there was some Seinfeld on there, uh, and there was I think some Ellen DeGeneres. There was some stuff I learned what SM was um, before I learned that it's SM, not SNM, um, <laughs> and. Uh, I learned about masturbating a cat to uh, orgasm with a gym sock. Um, what? Uh, and I learned about s- um, surfing on the lake of fire, rocking out 
um, listening to awesome tunes uh, in hell um, from from this man. I didn't know who he was. So I, I just I don't know whether the metadata wasn't on the stream or or, or I didn't look. Right. Um, but I happened upon him a couple of times, and I was in. So were all those Bill Hicks bits? No, 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 just the last oh. one. Um, and I was, I was enthralled. Um, I was, you know, 18. So I was the perfect age. And this is why I'm I'm really, really happy that I got to discover this, um, Mm -hmm. and, and happen upon it. And, and I was absolutely the right age to get Bill Hicks and he touched me where I live as it were. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was that stuff like, yeah, right. It makes you laugh, but it, you know, oh, it doesn't half make you think. Um, and and you know, my my best friend at the time bought me um, a DVD, uh, and I watched his stuff on Comedy Central. So in the intervening time, I'd met up with with someone who was just happened to be playing a bit that I recognised on his cassette player, and I was like, "You have to tell me who that is because I've been listening to this guy for ages." He said, "Oh, it's Bill Hicks." Right? Okay, I will now always know that this is Bill Hicks. Right. And he was he was a couple of years dead by the time uh, I'd come to him, um, and absolutely wonderful, and 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 stayed with me for a, for a fair few years, and then I don't know, maybe ten years after that, maybe not even that that many, it started to just be like, Bill. I love you, buddy, and you you you, you helped. You, you freed a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, but it's 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 time that we part ways because uh, I just don't feel the same anymore. I I'm a little more cynical mm-hmm. now. Um, I, d- I don't have quite the same. Basically, you know, he was a disappointed optimist. I don't have quite the same thing anymore. Um, I don't feel as rabid about things like selling out um as i did like that's less important to me now um and and it was just yeah just a gradual realization of it he opened so many doors and it, and he was such a wonderful comic voice and 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 part of a movement that helped me understand my own personal politics um him eddie Izzard, ben elton to a degree but Izzard really um very much um and Bill Hicks, um, and 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 um, Carlin, George Carlin, like these people helped shape me as a person growing up, and understand what helped me understand what I believed, hmm. and gave phrases and gave voice to that, and gave words to that, and and made arguments with my dad, you know, um, and that will always be wonderful. But it's um, I I I hope life treats you kind and and that you have all you dreamed of and I wish you joy and happiness and above all this Bill I wish you love <laughs> and I will always love you. So that uh, this is um this is an interesting one where we can get into something that that you've already mentioned which is um how some of this stuff might connect if we were not careful with Can, uh, cancel culture and kind of reappraising people through through different lenses because there's an increasing um kind of pushback against bill hicks from people who work in comedy now mm. um in terms of like saying like like he was clearly an arsehole he was horrible to work with he was misogynistic mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um there were many things about him that would have been called that would be called out if he was working today you're absolutely right and i haven't touched on any of those and you, you're absolutely right but that's work from then. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is a lens now. Now that's something you have to be careful playing with as well. 
because that's the same road that can lead you to sort of saying, well, it was okay when there were racist comics on the TV at tea time on Sundays because it was the 70s and it was different then. It was like, well, uh, no, we knew better. We just didn't care. Yeah, we knew better. We, we, we didn't care. And, and probably people knew better with Bill Hicks at the time, but there were enough good things that he was saying and good things that he was putting out there that, that he, and, and, and he got preserved in that point in time. So he, he does get to be kind of like raised up, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he didn't, I don't think he did anything to push back those kind of movements, but he did absolutely nothing to uh, help them and he could have. Um, he nice. could have used yeah. his his position and his and his privilege and his power and his voice um, to help a disenfranchised group, but he you know he, he was maybe that was just one of his blind spots. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I mean you know, and and actually like those are the thing the things that people are now pulling up and going, well, you know, th- this bit isn't good, this bit isn't good, this isn't, those aren't the bits that we actually all share and talk about. Yeah, and let's they're not him doing the ride piece or if you work in advertising, kill yourself. You know, like th- those those bits are in the catalogue, but they're not the pieces of the catalogue that someone shows to someone who doesn't know Bill Hicks. Yes, and I w- or but I, I would say, I think a lot of the time we look at that stuff, and I've been guilty of this myself, of looking at bits and going, well, that, I mean, that misses this point and this point and this point. And, and the reason we do that is because what we're used to consuming is the stuff that built on this stuff. He are the, he, his are the shoulders um, that, uh, you know, his are the giant's shoulders that, that other people um, then leapt aboard. And, and it's their work that we now see. And, and we, we, you know, we don't see the, the simple four chords um, that, that um, little Richard was playing before, uh, you know, uh, Elvis Presley sort of jazzed them up a bit, or you know what I mean? Like we, we, we don't see the sort of four, four beat of what he was doing. Um, and so, and yeah, so newer comics and, you know, some people will just want to make a stink and, and, and rail against the establishment because probably for, for many he was, mm-hmm. he was just an establishment thing because the generation in between yours and ours revered him. Mm-hmm. And so this new generation are like, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm about pissing on your sacred cows because, you know, it's time, it's time that we move on and, and that's fine. So Bill Hicks, there you are. So I've got um, I've I've got a similar one on 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 my list, which kind of covers the similar uh, similar ground in terms of the way we might think about what the job is that we're doing today, which is Graham Linehan. Mm-hmm. Okay, right now this is now this, this gets is someone that you and I have spoke. Yeah. yeah, this is someone you and I have spoken about um, a, a lot in the pub and on on tape before as well, and. Um, if we look at cancel culture and we look at the kind of the the big names of the cancelled, um, you know, at, at the at the gates of cancelled HQ, you are greeted by Glenner with with a clipboard looking a bit dishevelled, asking you asking you what your name is before you can go in uh, to the cancelled party, um, which isn't a party that's cancelled. Yes, no, no, it's exactly. A, it's a party Thank for cancelled people. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't know. If I don't watch another Gremlin sitcom, all right, whatever. Okay, it's everyone's made it very hard for him to work again, but the past work stands, and I will defend it. I'm never not watching Father Ted. I, I'm sorry, I'm never yeah. not watching Father Ted. I no, 
I, I also, I, I would say, I think his best work is behind him because the the recent school-based sitcom pilot, I got really excited for. Uh, but th- when it went to series, it didn't have any legs beyond the pilot, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I did, I, not, not for me anyway, not for me anyway. So, you know, kind of like, I don't want the, I don't want the politics to be in the way of the work and the last piece of work that you did wasn't very, very, very good. So I don't, I don't need you in it. I don't need you to do more stuff now, but the work is sacred that's, that's gone before. Like, don't take my IT crowd away from me. Don't take my father's head away from me. So, I mean, this, this feels like less, um, leaving him behind and more sort of asking, asking him to stop. <laughs> Um, asking him to stop making things because hmm, I'm asking him not to not stop making things. I'm not asking. He can make what he wants, mate. He can, he can make what he wants, but um, I reserve the right to not be excited. Okay, is essentially what what, what I'm saying because because you, the the negativity that you uh, that, that that he has become a lightning rod for is gonna get in the way of the work, and the last piece of work wasn't good enough. So I'm I, I'm okay if. It, if he does some good work, I'll come back. Yeah, but for the time being, like I don't don't need to get excited about Gremlin. And I don't and I don't need to see it on the internet. And I've never I never followed him on the internet, but I can't get away from the bloody guy. Oh really? Um, you see, you you're hearing the echoes. Yeah, because people will screenshot things and tell me that he's double triple cancelled, and it's just like oh god. Surely, surely the point of of being cancelled is now just. <laughs> Do you know, like, okay, yep, yeah, that's that's it, done, that, deleted. Yeah, stop. You can cancel yeah. me, but I'll come back stronger. Yeah, well, well no, because um, I hate I, I hate cancel culture. But um, what I will say is, you know, I, 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 as someone who sort of uh, wanted to necessarily not not. I didn't necessarily want to believe certain things, um, have, having done the reading. And, you know, let's not go into a thing and let's not also get into libelous territory. Um, he has, you know, on, on very simple grounds, been cautioned by the police for uh, encouraging people to, um, uh, well, for giving out the address of um, someone who campaigned for something that he didn't like. And that's not a good thing to do. Um, no. He... Only, only BBC political editors get to do mm, that these days. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. <laughs> uh, well, when this goes out, that that will, that will be far in our rearview mirror. But still, um, it's, yes, but it's bad times. Um, Graham Linehan, take it from me, uh, as someone who uh, likes to give the benefit of the doubt, is not worth the doubt giving. Um, and that's a shame. Um, okay. Hmm. Yeah, but I'm still going to watch Father Ted. I'm still going to watch Father 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 Ted. Um, um, my have you got something happy to come off the back of that? No, I've got a happy one. Okay, well, um, oh, you know what positive. I have. Okay, so I'm gonna I'll, I'll swap Good. mine round. But the, well, you see, no, you know what? I'm going to make you wait for that because uh, this this sort of there is a through line with with my choice. There is a bit of a through line with this one. And it's it's only in as much as me saying the reason I am leaving it behind me is not strictly to do with any kind of cancel culture thing. Although when I say the name, you'll be like, yep, cancel culture. Um, <laughs> it is a film that I revered. Again, I f- it was so strange. I It's a it's a film about a, a midlife... Let's see how far I get into the description before you know what the film is. Okay. It's a film yeah. about a man with a midlife crisis. Okay, yeah, American Beauty, yeah. right? Go on. I mean, you could... Okay. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry. 
<laughs> thing is, thing is, like my pride couldn't let no, me. No, that's fine. Do that's anything, right. do anything for the sake of that's the bit. Okay. There, that's okay. That's okay. Sorry, it's Mark. fine. Um, yeah. So uh, I, 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 I was trying to make films and doing media studies in the late nineties, Mark. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't not know what American Beauty is based on one syllable. No, of course, of sake. course. Um, yeah. So I, 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 it's good I discovered this because I, I think I was in. In my spacey times, um, I can't remember why I was in spacey times, but I was I was appreciating spacey. You know, what? I might, that might not even have been it. I can't remember mm-hmm. why I gravitated towards this film. Um, but there used to be um, a market that would sell uh, a format called video CD, and it was a Malaysian, uh, very popular in Malaysia, um, and it was a VHS quality. Uh, films that you would have usually on two or three cds and often the films were cut uh in america they do very very strange things to vhs's uh they will cut bits out just because they're like it's part of their their puritan thing like they're, they're just like no even though you've bought the vhs because we're a puritan country we've decided this bit of the film you're not allowed to watch mm-hmm. so they and they will tell you at the beginning of the film we've cut this bit out because you're not allowed to watch it because we don't think you should watch it um, so just, just so you know, you're not getting the film that you paid for Americans, you're, you're weird. Um, and so this was a slightly sanitized version. Only, only a couple of bits were, were cut out. Um, but I, I watched it and something in, I think the slightly, I've always been a little bit old for my time and had a little bit of an Eeyore about me or a bit of a sort of um uh, a, a sense um and something in there is a word a mis- mis- misanthropic nature and something in yes. the nihilism uh, almost of this film spoke to me in a in a re- really weird way was it sam mendes mm-hmm. mendes yeah yeah um and um and it is by today's standards. So um, a couple of years ago, there is uh, there is a magazine called Standard Issue, and they did like a rewatch. They were like, "Let's see how this holds up um, twenty years on or whatever." And I I, I never read it because I didn't want to, um, because I was like, I don't want this this thing to be taken away from me. But I don't have to read it to sort of look at it and go. The spacey of it aside, it's deeply, deeply, deeply not okay. There's lots of things that are in there that are so grubby. Um, as concepts and so just ugh, that I think are only grubby to me now as I'm older because of course mm-hmm. when I was the age I was the the girl he was lusting after was mm-hmm. you know age appropriate for me and so I didn't see the thing quite so much and I identified with something in his character not necessarily the lustful nature but the the misanthropic feeling down at heel, feeling trodden on. Um, and, and it's a film about privilege. It's a film about, in so many ways, a man not realising how fucking great his life is um, mm-hmm. and not being able to count his... I was going to say count his... to count his blessings. Um, and and his wife, who is uh, sort of garbage, but also just, uh, you know, lives with an ungrateful man, lives with an ungrateful daughter, um, has a thankless life, um, and she gets punished because she's not nice. Um, and like, this is all stuff uh, sort of off the top of my dome without having rewatched it in about 15, 10, 10, 15 years. Yeah. But it was a film I carried with me for a long time. And, um, I started to sort of have to put that aside, uh, over the last few years. And I don't regret that. The, 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 the spacey of it thing is, uh, mm. 
that is going to be a difficult one going forward, isn't it? Like I felt really, really, really awful for um, your man. Um, I watched that recently. From... Um, I watched Baby Driver recently, and Baby it's Driver. absolutely fine. It is absolutely fine. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. And it just got buried in yep. all of that awful things and all those people who work so hard to make a great film. I think I um, think it, it, it's it's okay because there's so little of him in it. Um and he's just kind of just being there and he says a few lines. It's 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 fine. Um but yeah, no, to your point, it was a real shame that that uh what was a, a fantastic film got got buried. Mm. Um, cancelled before it was even born indeed um, and there's there's a lot of like he was that's the thing Spacey became my my guy he became my favourite actor um, and so you know I, I was I was obviously uh, you know um, deeply uh, deeply affected by what happened you know it happened to me John obviously it was uh, I was really disappointed that that you know he did this to me um, obviously I'm joking I, yeah so it's, it, I'm not putting Kevin Spacey films aside because the films, again, like we're saying with, with Linehan, so so many of them are, are, are so good. And that's a very different conversation. But American Beauty in mm-hmm. and of itself has so much in it that has to be put away um, for, for so many reasons. That's fine. I, I don't, don't think I've watched it in a long time. No. Um, and it's, it is interesting, isn't it, how there are, there are films that are really, really tied to moments that just don't have a life beyond them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, whereas other films will will really transcend their times. It's like dubstep. Yeah, but I, I guess if you, th- if you think about films that that do transcend their moments, it's because they're not necessarily about their moments. Like if you look at Ghostbusters, there's a little there is a bit a bit of eightiesness in Ghostbusters because it's made in the eighties, but it's actually um, it's about ghosts and having an adventure and it, you know it's, it's not it's not kind of it's not time boxed necessarily um there um it's a wonderful life if we kind of like go even further go even further back it's like it's not it's a little bit tied in terms of maybe some of the stuff about the way that society was functioning and stuff like that but it's more about finding joy and 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 unhappiness mm-hmm. <laughs> um Whereas, yeah, American Beauty is probably very much about a pre-millennial feeling for all of those characters, like not, none of them not really knowing what to do with themselves, like the the kid filming bags. Yeah, he, he's just he's just like, what what am what am I supposed to do in this moment of my life as a kind of someone who wants to make something artistic but i'm in this suburb there was obviously um a milieu uh, at the time um you know if you look at a film like fight club and i think it wasn't the only one of that uh at all of that sort of that class that graduating class of, of films so it was the same kind of time that was about this generation of kids who had as, as the film put it um you know no great war no great depression um mm-hmm. to to live through um and yeah, just this this aimlessness and this sort of d- aware of the disappointment, inherent disappointment that that our fathers had of us because we didn't have anything to that would allow us to prove ourselves. Mm. Very good. All right, what have you got next? Interesting. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's go. Let's go. Something uh, something a bit yeah. lighter. Um, so I am okay about putting away um, having a cheeky Nando's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and this is this is a positive story. You're already laughing because you think I'm about to do a bit about avocados and millennials and and all that all that sort of stuff. But 
but really like so what is a cheeky nando's right a cheeky nando's is don't google it kind of, if you do make sure that you've got um safe search on oh god i don't even thought of that angle of it what what happens if i unsafe search <laughs> your computer um calls the police it's not a netflix and chill style <laughs> area is it I've, I've i've not been misunderstanding that phrase for a long no, time like an old i don't man. think so okay good um so i remember i i genuinely remember because i'm such an old man i remember um remember my first nando's and i remember it was in the first nando's in Birmingham, oh, wow. which i think was one of the first ones outside of london in the uk and um because i'm the sort of weird person that i am i ended up talking at great length to the guy who was the first manager okay of the first nando's in birmingham who was from south africa because nando's was already very prevalent out there and he'd been sent over to kind of like help set it all up and he was he was essentially he essentially explained to me what fast casual dining was <laughs> okay and um, I thought it was really, I thought it was really interesting. And I've had many Nando's over the years be- be- before your um, vegetarian days. Before my vegetarian days, yeah. And and that's not that's not the reason why. I'm no, 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 no. Because I've got some quite good veggie options. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, there's this kind of like the, 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 there was a bit of a pushback at the idea of like, oh yeah, aren't people a bit shit and a bit naff because this phrase about or oh, having a cheeky Nando's, oh, have cheeky Nando's, oh, let's all, let's all go out, isn't that fun? We'll have a bit of food, a bit of drink. Yeah. Wallop. And people people really want to look down on it for some reason that I don't don't fully understand. And essentially what I'm saying is, is that um, I had my Nando's. I was in my early 20s. It was nice. It was fine. I don't need to go back there. I can go to a real restaurant now. I don't want to show off, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> but like Nando's is, Nando's is great. It's it's a, it's a nice, safe place where young kids can go and have some food. And I don't understand why people have got a problem with it. I just don't need to go there. So that's it. I What I'm saying to you, Mark, is, is that I am happy that there is a, a space in this world where teenagers can go and have some chicken and chips. And isn't that pleasant? Isn't that nice? And they can probably, they can probably get all their food for about 15 quid. That's wonderful. Don't need it. I'm done. I've had mine. And, and, and I do think people looking down on Nando's is, is on the same spectrum as avocados. It's it's just having just just knocking kids constantly for having nice things. Fair enough. Yeah, um, I, I I've not heard it much acquainted with with kids. Um, I had my last Nando's um, and the first one in a long while, but the, my last one um, was it cheeky. It was no, it was uh, uh, it was decidedly not. Um, but it was you know, a few months ago. Uh, it was certainly uh, the start of twenty nineteen. Um, and I'm a I'm a grown ass man and. I had my my bit of chicken and my sides and stuff, and it was. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying you don't. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't go there as a, no. as a as a grown up. I'm not saying that at all. Mm. Okay, all right. But uh, all right, just just the gen just general food snobbiness of sure. it all. Really, I yeah. think it's just a bit. Yeah, I don't think there's I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with having kind of like a place where you can go and have fast food, but on a plate, mm-hmm. which is kind of what part of people's problems with it as well like, they're almost like because Wimpy isn't there anymore they don't think you can have fast food on a plate where you can go to Nando's have it go on enjoy that enjoy yeah, it just you've, you've, you've go earned some it. food with your friends or with someone you're on a date with and just enjoy there that you go. go on you enjoy that you have that go on no one's taking that away from you you have that but yeah I don't I don't go to Nando's anymore I've not been not been for a long time because because well yeah because vegetarian yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um well, 
Kevin Smith films was, was on my list. So um, the the last one that I'm I'm gonna offer up to you is on its face, I think a personal one, but I think it will probably. If it doesn't resonate with you, I'm sure it may resonate with others. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing I'm going to walk away from, the thing I'm going to put behind me, mm-hmm. is the chip on my shoulder. Oh. Um, and I think I really noticed myself doing that today. Oh. When I went on, I went off on one of my patented rants. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I stand by all of those words. Mm-hmm. But I don't want them hanging in the air like some sort of fug. I don't want I don't want other people to breathe in that toxicity, like smoke just hanging above my head. So I'm going to delete it. I said the things. I and and if someone wants to be like go spelunking in my deleted tweets and be like, ah, I found you, I'd be like, okay, cool, let's have a chat about it. Um, and and it was related to you know sort of what I do and independent creativity and establishment, blah, 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 blah. But I was like, all right, the words are there, but that actually reads much more uh, like a diatribe than I feel. Um, And like much more sort of fervent than I actually feel because, you know, nuance doesn't travel in text unless you use 19 emojis and I tend not to. (laughs) So I sort of thought, yeah, I, I, I kind of believe that, but to use the, the phrase that is de rigueur, it is not the hill on which I'm going to die. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I, I just, I'm, I mean, weird day today, but aside from that, I'm, I'm in a good and, and happy place and I'm making my best art and I'm speaking my truth. Um, and, I think I can have moments of frustration, as we all can. Um, we all, or many of us, have a thing that we rail against, and mm-hmm. sometimes it helps us to have something to push against. Um, like I was talking about with the comics, sometimes you need someone else's voice to help define what yours is, and maybe that is a voice in opposition, um, and, and maybe it's a, a voice of collaboration. Maybe you know wh- whatever it is. Maybe you need your your mum. Or your dad saying, I don't understand the music you you listen to for you to go, yeah, well, you don't get it. And I'm going to start thrashing my guitar and make some of it my own. Like what some of us need that, some of us, whatever. But I think as you get older, that perhaps motivates you less. Um, and I think a lot of what we've talked about is 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 creativity and a lot of the things like the music. Um, there is a punk aesthetic to to how Smash Mouth started, which is about pushing away from things. Kevin Smith was about discovering that Richard Linklater could make a film and um, it be just about the people that he saw and it didn't have to be about pretty people in Hollywood um, and and seeing that and thinking that's something that I can do. Um, there's probably something I could weave in about a cheeky Nando's, but I, um, I'm struggling to make the third, but you get the idea. Um, I, I think as we grow older, we don't need those things to motivate us quite so much because we're fueling ourselves or hopefully we've got other people to help fuel us. But if, if we haven't, then we're, we're our art or our creativity or our, the people around us are the things that, um, keep us, keep us motoring. Uh, and we don't need that effectively negativity or that thing to, to rail against anymore. And so that's what I'm leaving behind. Oh man, that's beautiful. <laughs> 
just take a little break. Uh, it's, it's my voice again. Sorry. Um, but yes, uh, this is this is John Hickman, and uh, there's lo- there's lots more of this episode, and uh, it's not uh, it's not going to be behind a paywall or anything, um, because this is very much the kind of conversation that is had on uh, on on the podcast uh, on the popular internet podcast thread, uh, which you can find at thread.fm. Uh, and and as I said earlier, linked in the show notes. Um, it's it's very much the 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 thing that is in our in our wheelhouse uh, to talk about. We're both a couple of sort of nerdy, slightly pop culturey people who talk about all sorts of stuff. And um, there, yeah. So you can basically you can hear the the full the full uh, unedited ish highlights uh, of that episode, which is ruder and cruder and um, yeah, uh, very uh, sort of less less safe for work if you like than this one. Uh, although I don't make a I don't make a thing about it. This this podcast being safe for work, but you know. All right. Um, so yes, uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to know more, if you want uh, to know when that drops, because it's not yet, uh, then the best thing to do is uh, subscribe to the List Envy newsletter, which you can find at listenvypod.com uh, or linked in the show notes. Uh, I've got to set up one of those little redirect things, so you, you know. Um, but we'll we'll do that another time because no point in me telling you to go to an address now because it's not going to work. Um, I think I have got one somewhere, but I forgot what it is. Anyway, uh, you'll find a link to the newsletter in the show notes, and I suggest you go and do that. Uh, I also suggest you follow John on on all of the social media things. You'll find it at J O N Hickman. Um, there's no H in John, but there is one in Hickman. Um, and uh, yes, and and listen to uh, Thread and you don't look like a runner and. Um, and anything else that that man does, because he's he's uh, he's one smart cookie, and I'm uh, I'm very privileged uh, and lucky to to do a podcast with him. So uh, let us get back to our, our deliberations and building our final list of the things we are leaving behind. Well, uh, we've got we've got quite the list here. Um, we have we have, and we I have. I wonder if we might sort of combine a couple of this. There's a couple of things that I'm I'm happy to to sort of take off. Um, so from from your side, we've got um, Kevin Smith films, the pop charts. I think in general, um, Graham Linehan and a cheeky Nando's, uh, and then uh, Smash Mouth, Bill Hicks, American Beauty, and the chip on my shoulder or or negativity. Um, uh, right, negativity, the chip on my shoulder, number one. That no, no doubt. Like that's that's the thing that everyone needs to take and put in the box. <laughs> okay, it's time. It's okay. You don't need that to fuel you anymore. We yeah. can pat that away. All right. Um, I I think I think I feel like the pop pop music um, as a thing, and and the pop charts that sort of that whole aspect. I think I think that's a really that's one that we can all understand and resonate with. I think that's a good number two. We got some, so I, I so I think I think I think with that I think I'll take off Smash Mouth. I think I think we'll remove Smash Mouth because I think that that fits in quite nicely with what we've uh, already uh, discussed. Um, American Beauty, I think we could probably take off because I think I think I think we you know that, I think that's fine. Uh, Kevin Smith films. Um, I wonder whether we broaden that out a little to mm-hmm. um, that that type of sort of slacker-esque film. Um, because I, I feel like it's not necessarily just Smith, although he's definitely the the name that comes to mind. Yeah, as we spoke about it, like Kevin, the Kevin Smith one and the, and the Bill Hicks one and the Smash Mouth one kind of come, come together a little bit, actually. It's almost like um, yeah, what we're sort of saying is you, you don't have to 
You don't have to hang on to these old totems. Mm. It's 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 okay for them to be part of you, but you can but you can move on from them. So I'm just gonna call it something like because because also like we, we're not we're not saying we're never gonna watch something that we've seen in the past. Like we said with the Glenna thing, like we'll watch the old Father Ted mm-hmm. still. We're just not gonna go on any further journeys. We're not gonna carry along with Kevin Smith. We're not we, we're done. Um, but the work stands. So what am I trying to say? I think of it as a sort of, um, uh, I'm thinking in terms of just the work and, and just the media as a sort of, um, like slacker is the, is the one word. I know that's a film, mm-hmm. but it feels like it encapsulates that sort of almost teenage, uh, young adolescent kind of, I mean, it's, or, or maybe, maybe it's just, it's the adolescent media that we consumed we just we it's not with us anymore um and i think we we carry that with us for a long time and i think we just have to say juvenile it's not actually juvenile it really is adolescent stuff um Mm. the media of our adolescence i think is is what has to go and yeah some of you know some of it some of it's not going some of it no you're right but it's it's something about adolescence though um Mm. that's that's the thing it's it's not that it was made for that generation but it was of sort of of a particular type and that's why the word slacker keeps coming back to me because it was a sort of slightly lazy two fingers up at people but not quite like it wasn't a young ones it wasn't a punk lazy like it wasn't a punk sort of really putting those two fingers up it was a kind of just like middle finger kind of uh to society okay you can you convince me that this this mustn't be elided into one thing actually then it needs to be kevin smith it needs to be bill hicks because actually we're talking about big touchstones for a generation of blokes like us so actually actually kevin smith bill hicks both of them on the okay. left okay all right well that as, as 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 themselves is that five uh no um that uh so that leaves us with um i i sort of provisionally i was thinking about cancelled people um and 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 sort of I've actually written here cancelled people brackets not their art. Um, ah, so so Glenn and yeah, Spacey. so Glenn and Spacey. Um, so the people mm-hmm. the people that we that we have sort of deemed. I don't want to use the word cancelled. I'm going to say garbage humans <laughs> uh, because uh, that's what they scumbags. That's what they are. Um, so. Our final list then reads like this from from number five to number one, um, and it kind of gets more positive as we go up the list is garbage humans bill hicks kevin smith the pop charts and the chips on our shoulders that's lovely i'm gonna ask you the question john hickman do you consent to this list i consent to this list oh then we have an accord that is that is that is lovely john you do you do projects you have projects on the go you have you have pod things you have film things on on occasion uh sometimes music things what um, in, in, in sort of, I think November, mm. what do we want to, uh, to what do we want to point the list envy listeners attention? What, what do I do in November? Okay. <laughs> I, ha- <laughs> I have a weekly, um, podcast about fitness, running and tech with my good, with my good friend, Nick. Uh, we're now in our, in our second season. <laughs> 
it's it's called You Don't Look Like a Runner. You can find us at RunnerPod on on Twitter, and you can put You Don't Look Like a Runner into the places where you find things. Podcasts um, specifically. You'll, you'll, you'll you'll find that it's <laughs> linked in the show notes, of course. It's a, it, it's it's a lovely show. It's better than it sounds from from. It's very page. good. It's very very good. Um, there's much as Mark moved me tonight with his chips on his shoulder thing. Oh. Nick will, will will once every six months or so will absolutely Ooh, he'll throw out a banger. Move the emotional needle on on things um, where we will kind of like get into things about thinking about ourselves and our self perception and. Yeah, it can it can it can get heavy sometimes, and it can get very silly sometimes. Um, and it's um, it's a lot of fun to make. And I have a similar show which um, doesn't bother to have a conceit, which is called Thread, which is with Mark Steadman, <laughs> um, where we um, we we talk about things um, as we have talked about today. Um, and what else have I got? So in the back catalogue, we've got Beware of the Leopard, which is a podcast I did with Mark and Danny and John um, about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And um, if you know anybody who's interested in the history of Birmingham um, and Christmas is coming up, then you can get them 101 Things Birmingham Gave the World on uh, on Amazon on paperback. And that would make me happy and put a couple of quid in my bank. Thank you. Beautiful. Well, John Hickman... Um... This has been this has been really lovely, and it's been um, to to put this in context. This has been a lovely uh, capstone to the pyramid of my Sunday. Um, it's been it's been a, a really lovely thing, and um, uh, we haven't spoken in in a good while, and I've missed this greatly. And uh, it's uh, it's made me feel it's made me feel like I I've, I've missed you, and um, I'm uh-huh. like yeah, no, that's that's totally why that's totally why I've missed you because um, we. Uh, we we do well together, and you're you're a, you're the goodest of eggs. So uh, thank you very much for joining me and and building this list with me. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm.